three, two, one. Hello! Welcome to the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League Podcast. All right, enough of that. Um, this is Evan, and we've got uh, we got some news for you. It's uh, <laughs> this is a terrible intro. It's game week one, baby. Done and dusted. We're starting. This is the real thing. Dusted. The real deal. No more preseason. We're in it. What's up? Uh, I'm Evan, one of the hosts, and uh, <laughs> this is another guy. Uh, I'm Taylor, the guy who just told Evan uh, 15 seconds before we started recording that he was doing the opening this week, and not me. Yeah. I need to take more improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're 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 more of a, a scripted stand-up guy. Yeah, I got to write it all down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to get it. Get what if I had it? just gone straight into like <laughs> open mic set? <laughs> like I, the only thing I know in my brain that's written down like is my open mic set. I would so, do y'all it. like spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> Logan's Roadhouse. <laughs> that's what I legitimately started with last night. Do y'all like spaghetti? <laughs> wow, I would love it if the podcast became a vehicle for your stand-up career. No, let's not do that. Um, anyway. So this is a corporate global fantasy Premier League podcast. Um, you already know what it is. You're in the league, so you already kind of know what it is. But we're going to be doing podcasts throughout the season, give you tips, tricks, um, and just your daily news. Not daily, because we're doing it hopefully every week, but probably sometimes not every week. Yep. Weekly, unless we don't feel like it, then we're not doing it weekly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it depends on how the game week goes, uh, to be honest. Yeah, if it's a boring game week, you probably won't hear from us. But if it's an exciting game week, then you probably will. Exactly. So, um, yeah, this this is like the big. This is like a big episode. This is like the first. Uh, this is the first one. Like actually, now that it started, there, I just there's just so much going on. Like there's fans back in the stadiums. There's goals galore. Just so much is going on. And, like, the one word that I can use to describe, like, all of it, including our fantasy Premier League league, is just energy. There's just, like, a lot of energy, a lot of things happening. And uh, I'm there's a lot to be excited for, regardless of, like, whether your team wins or loses or how many points you get in fantasy. Like, there's just a lot of good things happening. Um, a lot of, like, there's just a lot of action. So, um, yeah, it's just it's uh, good to be watching uh, Premier League soccer again. How do you yeah. feel after the weekend? Oh, man, I feel incredible. I, I loved every minute that I watched this weekend. There was not a moment where I thought, oh, this is boring. I'm going to turn it off. Even the games that I thought were going to be boring and that I turned on for, like, a couple minutes just to, like, check in on, those were exciting, like – you know, your Newcastle West Ham's uh, were exciting this week. And I think a lot of that has to do with there being fans back in the stadium. And we were talking beforehand about this, but just the, the like joyous nature of the goal celebrations, like there's nothing like a goal happening. And then um, the camera panning to the stands and you're just seeing thousands of people all doing this. Like (laughs) pumping their fist and like leaning forward as far as they can. Um, Yeah. Like the, I think the, the two goal celebrations that stick out in my mind were um, the Luke Ayling goal for Leeds when they tied Manchester United. Obviously they ended up um, losing that game pretty handily, but when they came uh, from one nil back to tie it at one, one incredible stuff. Um, And then the, Abdullah Decore goal for Everton, uh, which I want to hear you talk about your experience of that because that was that was like joyful just for me to watch as a neutral. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want me to talk about it now? Yeah, I'd love it. I was uh, I was actually so I uh, so obviously that first half was pretty shit. Yeah. From Everton, um, and so then I like I took a shower at halftime, and by the time I got the game back on. Um, it was already they had we had already tied it up, so I missed the first goal. So I was kind of bummed about it, but I was like, okay, that's good. We're one one. We'll like we'll kind of push on from here, hopefully, and, and get some things done. 
Um, and so I tuned in with Spicer. So we were both watching at the same time, but I didn't realize my app was behind. And Spicer was really good about this. He was ahead. And I think he saw the goal uh, like 30 seconds before me. Hmm. And because I hear him go, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, something's going to happen. I'm assuming like it's going to be a chance. It's going to be a miss. It's going to be a goal. Something's going to happen. And so I'm just, I'm like, I got to keep my eyes on this. And I see, I see Decore get the ball at the top of the box. And it looks like he misses his opportunity. And then it's like cuts and turns around and just launches it into the top corner. Like not what you expect from a Decore goal at all, yeah. really. It's like a late run into the box is what you expect from him, or maybe a header or something. Um, or like off a rebound. And yeah, he just launched it into the goal um and immediately just took off his jersey and i was i was like shaking you know i was um i was i had a very high-pitched scream (laughs) i was incredibly happy spicer can attest to it i hope i didn't like pierce his eardrums or anything i tried to keep it tame enough so it wouldn't like interrupt uh you know whatever my wife was doing at the time (laughs) so wow um yeah it was uh yeah it was very intense. Um, I was just so, so happy for him specifically because he's been like the one person I've been um, very excited to watch this season just because um, I think he's going to have a more advanced role hmm. uh, in the midfield. And so uh, I don't really think he was able to do that last season based on our formation and our, our players. So, yeah, I was uh, incredibly happy, um, especially for our team going through our club, going through um, some difficult things this summer and coming out on the other side with a win to start the season. Yeah, just very, very exciting. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I loved watching that goal so yeah. much. Uh, it's going to be, it's easily going to be one of the best goals for Everton this season. Like, yeah, I, I just don't like there will be things that top it, I'm sure, but it's going to be hard. You know? Evan, that is such a classic Everton thing that your best goal or what might be your best goal of the season is not about winning against a good team or winning a trophy okay. or beating a good team. It's about not losing to a bad team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, uh, which to be fair, you know, that's what we struggled with last season. Um, we did. We played well against the better team so it's like the one thing we need to fix is beating southampton's at home and we'll be fine so yeah it was good to see that happen Uh, enough about enough about that yeah let's talk about the uh the corporate global fantasy premier league so just to give you all a sense of what we're going to be doing today um this is our first week with everyone gathered in the league we've got 11 teams everyone's (laughs) in the mess hall Everyone's everyone's in the chow hall. Uh, they've got their little, their little like plastic uh, cafeteria trays. Could you um, imagine if we did like a we took this group on like a retreat? Oh my gosh! We did a weekend to get away. And, and you and like you and the, me lead the retreat. <laughs> <laughs> we do songs about. Uh, we do all like we do. I'm just thinking like a Christian camp, and like we've got an acoustic guitar up there, but we're singing the. Uh, Mo Salah, Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow. That's fun. We can we can dream, can't we? Uh, yeah, we can dream. So we're gonna just real quick uh, acquaint everyone with who is in the league, um, and then we'll go through um, according to ranking. So we'll start at the top and go to the bottom according to current ranking. And Evan and I are just going to say one thing, one impression, one um, thought, one interesting tactic, um, something that we see about each team, uh, just to give you all and give ourselves um, a little bit of an acquaintance with these teams. We're not going to do a deep dive because there's so many of them and we don't want to spend three or four hours on the Zoom call, but um, we do want to say a little bit about each team. So... Before we do that, uh, Evan, do you want to, if you've got it pulled up, um, just kind of read off um, the the teams, maybe starting from the top since that's kind of our, our yeah. schema? 
Uh, you want me to go through all of them? Just read them? Um, yeah. Yeah, just read them. Because okay. I, I imagine there's probably people, and I know there are people in this league who don't know one another in real life. So sure. yeah. sure it would be nice to get that sense. Um, yeah, give me just a second. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I can do that. Let me read through them. Um, so I'll, and then after that, we'll go back through. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, go, through, go through each team. But just as an introduction for everybody. Uh, well, let me pull it up. Hold on. Okay. Uh, so just a little introduction for each, uh, for each team. We've got uh, Wyatt Keener with Shove It. Nice. We've got Evan Hare. With SLC Hairs, uh, when Evan comes on the podcast, hopefully he does, we'll need to get his, um, what that means, what SLC means. He lives in Salt Lake City. I imagine that's what it means. Well, there you go. See, you learned. <laughs> Easy. All right. Well, I guess we don't need to have him on. And, uh... <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I want can't every wait. Single, I can't, every single person I want to come on. Oh, for sure. Um, that. That's like one of the highlights of the season for me. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, iTest Incorporated. Um, that is a team by none other than Taylor Hare. I mean. Um, we've got my team, which is called Bosch Have It. <laughs> uh, we've got the Bruce Matthews, a repeat from last year with William Spicer. We've got my brother, Eli Estes, with um, – oh, man, I'm going to – watch this uh tangy take me home i think it's tangy tangy yeah tangy take me home which is a an, honestly a great name oh yeah yeah absolutely um uh then we've got jake hair with mr fantasy football football gotta say it like that every time we've got tim griffith another repeat glad you're back tim oh proper prospects We've got, of course, the Jerry Groff, which is none other than Jay Griffith. A.K.A. Lords of Soccer Ball. A.K.A. AKA Lords of Soccer Ball, but is now this season soccer too. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to have to dive into that. <laughs> yeah, there's so much There's so much there beyond, beyond the surface of just soccer too. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, twin of Jay, Robert Griffith with Smeagol slash Golem. <laughs> and then uh, wrapping it up is Reed Zimmerman with RZ. All right. Keeping it simple. So, totally uh, yeah, those are, the, those are your 11 teams. Uh, I just want to say big shout out to everyone that joined. Um, regardless of if you even continue to play after this week, we now have almost double what we had last year, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and me and Taylor were talking about it beforehand. We're just so excited that there's so many people in the league. Um, you know, this weekend was uh, full of action. And I think that having 11 teams, it's going to be like this most weeks, regardless of how, um, of how like the actual weekends play out. If they're pretty boring games, I think there's still going to be a lot of things happening in our league. So yeah, thanks everybody for joining. Um, really looking forward to it regardless of what happens, but um, I definitely plan on uh, winning again this year. Yeah, I hope a lot of... Throw that in. <laughs> I hope a lot of mini rivalries develop. That would be nice. Oh, yes. That um, would be fun. Yeah, if we can, like, yeah, like, uh, like people fighting for third and fourth place and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Evan, I've got to say, this is, and we'll talk about this, did not, you didn't have a great start to defending your championship, so... Oh, I think uh, I had a fine start. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember I was in last place, uh, like yeah. almost halfway through the season. So. I know. I know. Anything right. can happen. This is game week one, Taylor Hare. Yeah. Well, Reed good. Zimmer can win. Reed Zimmerman can win. Reed can easily win. He's only yeah. got 30. Points. He's 70 points down from what anything can happen. He could. He could win. That is te- definitely true. Um, okay. So having kind of glossed those. 11 teams we're gonna go down as i mentioned say one thing about each one and evan you're gonna start us off at the top of our order with uh wyatt keener shove it what do you want to draw our attention to about wyatt's team yeah so wyatt started out with 108 points um he bench boosted just fyi um it was a pretty successful bench boost um so 
Wyatt off to a, a, a really good start. And I think it's no coincidence that um, what I want to point out is one of the reasons he has a big start other than the bench boost is he has the three possible, it could end up being the three pillars mm. of, a fa- of a strong fantasy team for this season. Um, after this game week, everyone is talking about having the trio of Bruno Fernandez, Mo Salah, and Hyunmin Sun. And you can easily see a world where the winner of FPL, like the entire game, number one in the world, has all three of them for the entire season, you know? So, yeah. like, they're going to be putting out – they will be crapping points. So – I think Wyatt identified that early on. Um, I think Bruno and Salah were kind of um, kind of shoe ins. I think, uh, in, at least based on past experience, like yeah, a lot of people are going to have them. But the fact that he also picked up Sun, and now everybody is like, oh well, Sun is the obvious pick. We got to bring him in too. Um, I think that just shows why it was kind of uh, really put some thought into it ahead of time and. It's paid off. So um, I think having them three as your backbone is an incredible way to start the season. And now you can kind of play around with around the edges um, and pick up like players that are hitting hot streaks and stuff. Because you don't have to worry about you've got your three like main men. So, um, yeah, I think that's a great start by Wyatt. Great picks there. Um, do you have anything else to, to say about that? No, I think that covers it. I, I'm really excited to see where Wyatt goes. Um, where Wyatt goes this year. And he obviously hit huge with uh, Raya having a great game for Redford yeah. against Arsenal, which was fun to see from. The yeah, day. totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. Uh, so moving right along, I'm going to point out one thing about uh, Evan's team, Evan Hare's team, SLC Hare's. Um, and I think this team, the thing I want to say about this team is that it to me feels like it's built for the long haul. So what stands out to me is that every one of his players, including all of his bench, all of his bench players played for at least part of the game. Um, so they all got at least one point and um, he left some points on the bench. So Casper Schmeichel um, got nine points as opposed to Sanchez's two for Brighton. Uh, Luke Ayling got six points as opposed to Shaw's one. Um, but having, Fernandez and Salah and Saeed bin Rama, who I think everyone's really high on right now after a good game week for him, um, while also having legitimate bench players that he can cycle in and out when he needs to. Um, I think he is like he might be a little bit of a juggernaut this season, honestly, with that yeah. level with that level of flexibility. Yeah. No, that's an incredible point. Um, especially with um you know, because people had uh, players, you know, Premier League players had long summers. They played a lot of games, um, especially if they played international stuff. Um, and so they're still trying to bet in. And so you're going to get players that maybe um, are still going to be out. Um, and he's even got an injury. It looks like James Madison, like, may not play. So, yeah. like, he doesn't have to worry about that at all. Um, yeah, and like you said, he can – he can sub out players when he knows that he's got injuries, but he wants to hold on to that player. Or if there's just like bad fixtures coming up for some of those players. Yeah. You know, with Luke ailing, um, like that's an, that's a great first off the bench. I think um, that you can rotate with any of those players and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And two, two playing keepers um, is also pretty interesting. Like, I don't know. We talk about bench boost, but I think Evan could, you know, think about bench boosting as well, like at any point. And yeah. he doesn't also another thing with having a strong bench is you don't have to wild card. Yeah. Um, for a while. Or you may not have to, uh, assuming your most of your players don't get hurt. But yeah. Very, very strong point. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, I think uh I'm excited to see um where he goes this season. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Um, oh yeah. So up next, we've got Taylor Harris team with iTest Inc. What do you prefer, iTest Incorporated or iTest Inc? 
I like iTest Incorporated, actually. I wish I could have fit that whole thing in, but I couldn't. iTest Incorporated. All right, so just taking a look at your team here. You really seem to have a lot of players in and around, like, that mid-priced mark. So you've got, like, Salah and Fernandez, but you've got your other four attacking players as kind of like, um, yeah, like those mid-priced players that um, can go on streaks. They may cool off, but there's a lot of players in that bracket. So I'm interested. Did you do that intentionally so that you could like rotate? Let's say if Mason Mount doesn't get playing time or if he's like cooled off, you can like rotate him to, let's say maybe um, like a Saeed Benrama or someone else like that. Like, did, is that what you were thinking in your mind by having four of those like around six to eight million um, pound players? Um, it actually wasn't with rotation in mind. So I currently have four million pounds in the bank. That is oh my God. that is I'm I'm about to spend on Romelu Lukaku. Um oh, okay. and so that was like my thinking is I knew I wanted to keep some in, in the bank in order to either either pick up Lukaku or I've also toyed around with the idea of waiting a couple weeks on him making yeah. some other small tweaks to other parts of my team and then bringing him in because they've got some kind of tricky fixtures coming up. Sure. Um, okay. But that's, that's the thinking is he like there, he will be in the team at some point, assuming that he um, yeah. seems to be starting. Um, so that, that was kind of my thinking. Yeah. Interesting tactic. Um, even if it wasn't like Lukaku that you were, um, you know, thinking about, that is an interesting tactic to put, uh, to, intentionally leave money in the bank when you're making your team like two, three, four million. Yeah. Um, just because you don't know what's going to happen game week one. Um, and that gives you so much flexibility to like up immediately upgrade any position to like yeah. a premium asset. And yeah, that's uh very interesting. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see if you end up going with Lukaku um, or if it like, you know, he you wait and he comes in. It doesn't really. It's like not clicking yet. You know, and then you yeah. like upgrade somewhere else. And then, yeah. Know, yeah, interested to see how it ends up playing out. But uh, yeah, that's a tactic nonetheless. That's a good move. I think it. I like it. I like Thanks. it a lot. Yeah, that's my that's my big insight for this year is just keeping some of the bank to see what happens. Hmm. Uh, nice. All right. Uh, so now we're going to talk about. Um, this Evans team, Evan Estes' team, Bosch Abbott, is that a is that a Taskmaster reference? Uh, actually, yes, it is. Uh, Carrie Godleman, Taskmaster. Oh, ah, was it her? It maybe it was someone else. It might have been someone else. I don't think it was her. It might have been her. Okay, um, but it might have been someone else. I can't remember. But hey, I'm assuming you've heard that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, good. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I mean, I, but, I love that show. Yeah. Um, At first, I did it as just Bosch, um, but I was like, "No, people might think it's Chris Bosch." <laughs> but I was like, "No, no way that anyone will think of that." But um, but I was like, "No, I got to do the full quote if I'm going to do it." So yeah, that's a good point. There aren't that many notable Boshes. Hieronymus and Chris are the Chris are the only ones that are coming to mind. <laughs> um, okay, so with your team, the I have. Um, let's see, what do I want to say about your team? I know one thing that I want to, okay. I want to say one positive and one negative impression from the weekend. Okay. And I think you're, you're probably going to know where, where this is going. Um, I think the positive is that I think your, um, defense is much better than it played this weekend. So, like, I don't know if you watched any of the Man City Tottenham game, but Jao Cancelo probably should have scored at least one goal in that game and yeah. probably should have had an assist too. Like he was all over the box in that game. Uh, okay. Good. And I could, I could see him scoring quite a lot. And I was like pretty freaked out knowing that you had him on your team uh, watching oh. that happen. Um, okay, cool. Good to and know. I, I don't think, and I don't think Ben White is going to have as awful a week as he had this past week every week you know 
No. Um, but I am reassessing. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on Arsenal defense um, over yeah. the next couple game weeks to see if I want him to be a sure uh, starter. Because going into the season, I was like, he's going to be a sure starter for me. Um, yeah. But now I'm now I do I'm less tied to that at least. So yeah, go on, rip the bandaid off. I mean, you you know where this is going, right? Like, why do you have I Bert have Leno? Her? Why no, Bert Leno. <laughs> Dude, I'm all in on Arsenal defense, man. Oh my Look, gosh, you're such a fool for that. What? No. Do you not remember the Fazoli's party in my <laughs> trivia game? No, I don't remember it. Okay, this has stuck in my head all summer. Uh, as soon as I saw the stat, I was blown away. And it's a simple stat, and maybe it's like oversimplifying things, but I don't think it is. Arsenal last year. Okay, first of all, Man City had the fewest goals again. Okay. Okay. Man City did. And they had yeah. an incredible defense, right? Arsenal had the second least goals against with like 39. Interesting. Yeah. That's a goal a game. Okay. So. Wow. I think that's, I think that's good. I mean, I think that shows how they want to play. It yeah. doesn't mean that they always pull it off, but I think that, um, I don't think that they're necessarily, or at least last year, they weren't like gung ho about attacking. I think they really wanted to like shake things up in the back, especially with their, you know, they bought a center back last summer. Yeah. They bought another uh, defender this summer with Ben White. I, I think they really want to try to keep things really tight back there. So I went all in on Arsenal and it's cheap. The other thing I wanted to say about Leno is um, it only costs $9 million to get him and his backup. And that's what yeah. I wanted. I wanted I wanted to to do that. So that way I had always had like points from my goalie and I'm kind of playing the long game with him. Like Yeah. He's 5 million. He was a little bit more expensive than like your 4 or 5 guy, but like I think it's worth it. I think if it pays off, like it pays off well, like mm. pays off pretty big. If it doesn't pay off, oh well, I've only spent 4 million on his backup and like now I know I'm always going to get a playing keeper. So um, okay. I don't really, I don't, I think the issue maybe there that you're seeing is like, why have Ben White and Leno? Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just putting, like, you're putting a lot of your eggs in a very unsteady basket, it seems to me, but yeah, but I don't see them as unsteady. Yeah. Um, so I think that that, and honestly, I just didn't know where else to go with keeper. Yeah. I was, th- I was actually thinking about Schmeichel. Um, but I was like, you know, I don't know that I trust Leicester defense more than Arsenal. Um, after yeah. seeing, you know, Arsenal only let up that many goals. Like, I'm gonna go with Arsenal. So yeah, I mean, I would be more inclined towards Michael personally, but I, I, I am. I, I was, Arsenal. I was. It, that one stat is what like changed my mind. It's like, yeah, I can't not do it if I, I mean, want. Because oh, look, my goal for this season is to pick one keeper. And keep them until I wild card. Like I'm not changing, okay. and I want to keep the same keeper all season. Um, that's my goal. Keep yeah. the same keeper all season. If I have to switch it out on wild card, I do. Um, but like I'm not. That is one place I am not. I'm not messing with because last season I got. Oh, I had like I did like three different goalies. It was just a waste of transfers. It never worked out. So that's where I'm at with that. Just like pick it, move on. I don't really care. Okay. Get me three points. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, no, I'll I, I, get up the rest of the team. I think it's great. I love that like you have just a totally different read on I that. I had situation. no idea that you were gonna go with Bernard Leno. I thought you were gonna be like, why did you pick Havertz? No, I think Havertz is great. I want you to stick with Havertz until at least yeah. give him a couple more weeks. And we Yeah, I'm gonna give him to like the international break, I think, which is like the first three or four game weeks of the season. Yeah. So I that's kind of how that's kind of how I'm gauging things. Like I want to, you know, make it to them. Then I have longer to kind of think about it. But anyway, that's another conversation. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, my turn. <laughs> William Spicer's up next. The Bruce Matthews, like the Ohio State. You have to say that every time. This is another one that bench boosted. Another one. This is another guy that bench boosted, another player, another human uh, that bench uh, ended up getting 73 points. Um, 
not terrible bench boost. Um, I guess the one thing, um, the one thing I want to point out is, you see, does he play? Yeah, well, he only played 45 minutes. Yeah, that I think that's what I want to point out is uh, he's got Tammy Abraham in and Matt Target that I'm sorry to, like, start Spicer on a negative here, but um, let's frame it as there's opportunity to turn Abraham into someone else. Yeah. Or to, like, take Abraham, downgrade him, and, like, upgrade someone else instead of just doing a like for like because I don't really know what you're going to find. I mean, you might be able to find someone in the forward slot that you can just transfer out one for one. But what I'm trying to say is that is obviously not going to work out just with Lukaku and Timo Werner. Abraham's not getting playing time, and he's also uh, about to hit the exit door. So yeah, Probably to Roma, I think, right? Yeah, I think to Roma is the rumor. I don't know. I haven't looked at that lately. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's obviously the one place I would be looking like – that's 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 what you're looking at doing this week, you know, because um, you don't really you've got a good squad, um, but I think you can. I think there's big opportunity to turn Abraham, uh, use that money, turn him into someone else, and uh, you will have a pretty solid squad. I think. What do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the big thing. I love I love the like. Um, uh, Spicer is is all about like sexy midfielders um with like yeah with like Grealish Barnes Zaha and Suchek those are like some of the sexiest midfield not like aesthetically but just like you know they they could <laughs> I mean maybe they are, I don't know but they just like I wouldn't say Suchek is necessarily sexy <laughs> yeah he's Czechy he's Czechy uh, <laughs> but he's uh Czech. but um those are just like in that kind of like live, like seven and a half to eight area that really could like, yeah, any of them could pop off at any one time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so totally. I think, I think that's interesting. And to have like four, three or four of them in a team is kind of exciting to me. Um, yeah, definitely. Those are always like the fun picks yeah. of FPL. It's always like the seven, eight million midfielder that has the potential to be like Riyad Mahrez level, you know? Yeah. I think Riyad Mahrez is like the he was. I mean, at one point he was like five and a half million or something. And he just went crazy. Like yeah, that's that less that Leicester season, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was like on the lower. That's on the lower side of things. Like that's kind of like a once in a lifetime. But like like even Jack Grealish last year, like he was probably around seven. He only yeah. went up a million, so he's still kind of in that price bracket, you know. So, yeah, lots of fun there. I think um, you can. If you move Tammy Abraham to someone else that's also in that price bracket, you've got a load of fun players. Um, so yeah, yeah, interesting. Oh, well, you've got my brother. Interesting. I've got, I've got Eli Estes with Tangi Take Me Home, um, and I. So I love the idea of giving each of these teams like a label. Like this is <laughs> this is the X team. This is the Y team. And yeah. uh, to me, this is the hipster team of our league. Oh, um, so to me, they're just a lot of like uh, really interesting kind of deep cuts. I think obviously the the big one is Ismael Asar, right? Like that's oh that's yes, like, I love that pick, Eli. I know. Just FYI, I love that pick. I told him in Discord that that uh, yeah, that's a very Estes move. Um, but uh, I'm so glad it paid off for him too. Yeah, I mean, like Ismail Asar, Jack Harrison, picking Lukaku out the gate is like the most <laughs> yeah. the most hipster thing you could possibly do. I was um, in on him before. Yeah, and then uh, also kind of going in hard on Brighton defense is also like a very kind of like I don't know if he reads the Athletic, but that's like a very I read the Athletic type of thing to do. Um, yes, it is. It uh, is. So I, and I love, I love it. I love that it to me, like so clearly has that kind of character to it. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, especially, um, and we'll probably talk about Ivan Tony a lot over the course of the season, but like, there's so much upside and it's, it's tough picking players for the premier league based on their performance in the championship. But um, 
But I mean, even from just the first game, he seemed to um, have more to offer maybe than your typical championship level forward. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting speaking about that as a little um, kind of going off on a tangent, but um, yeah, I mean, it seems like the last three or four seasons, there's at least like one team that comes up. That's very exciting. Whether it's Leeds, Wolves, um, Aston Villa, and there's always like one or two players on there that everyone's like, you know, can they do it? Can they do it? And it just seems like every year it just like those types of players and those types of teams like are more um, are more of a threat than they were like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Anytime promoted leaked teams come up, you're like, they're going straight back down. Like that's the assumption. Um, and if they stay up, wow, that's great for them. Uh, but it's almost like expected now to have like one team that comes up. You're like, yeah, they'll probably stay up. And it seems, I don't know if Brentford's necessarily going to be that team, but Ivan Tony is that like that player. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that he broke uh, the like record of goals last season, was it like 33? Yeah, it was like 30 something. Yeah. Yeah. Like insane. I, I didn't realize that. Um, and I, I haven't really, I haven't even watched him play, but apparently he's just kind of bosses things. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to be incredibly fun to watch regardless of how he does in fantasy. Um, yeah. I'm excited about him, but yeah, glad that I'm glad at least one of the hipster picks paid off for Eli. Yeah, totally. All right. Now I get to talk about your brother. Yep. Hold on. All right, Jake Hare with Mr. Fantasy Football. <laughs> Do I want this to be my thing? <laughs> because just looking at the squad, uh, I'm actually going to pick something else. Um, okay. I'm actually going to pick something else. Um but the first thing I want to say is, how do you pronounce that name? Oh, third, I don't know. Third on I'm, the bench. I'm not even going to give it a shot. I'll give it. I, it looks probably like Turkish. I don't know. I would guess like Dervishoglu. Yeah, I think I would guess Turkish as well if I had to guess. Um, yeah, that's the first thing that uh, popped into my head. Um, but I guess the label, I don't know if I have a, like a word for it um but the thing that draws my eye is um the wolves and watford forward line combination Mm. i think first of all the watford watford game surprised me i didn't realize they were going to score that many goals and i'm wondering if that's going to be like a thing that continues throughout this season because if it is then i want a piece of watford's cheap forwards they have a ton of them so it depends on which one's going to play. But the fact that Jake has gone in with Troy Deeney, yep. who has traditionally been like the main man at Watford, um, it, it, lo- it might not be the case this season. So he'll have to keep an eye on that to see who's going to kind of take that role as starting striker. Um, but also having Raul Jimenez, who um, is back, he's starting. Like that, those are, those are two exciting um exciting teams to watch from an attacking from specifically the forward position just because Jimenez is so good um it you know you kind of want to see how he does when he gets back this season to full strength um and then Watford who have so many to choose from and it looks like they might be like really trying to go for it so yeah I'm I'm really excited about that I hope that um I hope that that pays off but like I said, the, the Troy Deeney pick, I don't know if I would be too confident in it. But I also don't know if I'd be confident in any of the Watt for ones right now. Um, I think that having piece of Watt for attack is good. But, um, yeah, you'll want to keep an eye on which one, which yeah. one ends up emerging as, like, the top, the top choice. I think I agree with you because Troy Deeney came off the bench in this game. He didn't start. Yeah. And um, I think that would worry me a little bit if I were, if I had him as an asset, not that it doesn't mean that he can't make the starting lineup, but um, you might have better options even within that team, I think. 
Totally. But just, just like watching the, just like seeing the lineups and like seeing score lines and stuff. Um, those were two teams. And I was like, man, I wish I had some of their players. Like I really want to get Jimenez or I want a Watford attacker. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Those are two teams. I'm really excited to see like what they do. Um, uh, Watford kind of surprised me that score line. So me too. Yeah, definitely, definitely keeping an eye on them now. All right. Um, moving on to Tim Griffith with uh, proper prospects. Um, so I think we know this about Tim having had him on the pod and uh, picked his brain about his strategies. He's a player who definitely picks with his heart, I would say, um, <laughs> uh, which is totally like, it's great. Like we know he's a Tottenham yeah, fan. All so about the passion. Of course, he, of course he's got son in there. Um, I think, uh, I don't know what you think about whether Grealish is undervalued or overvalued at eight. I tend to think he's a little bit overvalued. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think about Grealish. I probably shouldn't make an opinion until we've seen a little bit more of them. But uh, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Um, but I do think it's interesting and something that I think is will be good for Tim going forward is he's got a lot of. Uh, cash in reserve that's like in basically um bound up in assets right now but that could be liquidated at any moment right so like <laughs> um, we're going to the moon baby yeah um so he bench boosted this week which um i i would say worked fairly well for him so he got a goal out of mason mount um yeah uh but it was unfortunate that ben chilwell didn't start i tend to yeah. think that's more a function of him being on the england team and most yeah. of the most of the England players getting the week off, like Calvin Phillips and people like that. Um, yeah. So I I think he'll be reg- a regular starter. So I would, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if Tim does this, like maybe play a four at the back because if you play a four at the back with those four that you have, that's a very very strong. Defense. I think. Yeah, like honestly, who do you play? <laughs> like his fifth defender is Luke Shaw. Yeah. So yeah, that's like, a good point. Do you go five at the back? Like you've gone big at the back, Tim. So that's I wonder. All big at the back. <laughs> We're all big in different places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is that's something to keep an eye on. I don't know that it's like a problem or a good thing necessarily. I think it's time will tell how that works out. Um, but I'm yeah. interested to see of those assets because it seems like sort of a toss up at this point between you know whether you keep a Luke Shaw versus a Ben Chilwell or um you know right. get rid of a Luca Dina versus a a, a Luke Shaw um, I guess that yeah I guess that's true I hadn't really thought of it that way um because if he has kind of all of the main cuz he's got like he's got most of the like good defenders in the game <laughs> I would say he has probably the best five defenders in the game except maybe Virgil arguably Vanden. Yes, true. But arguably, like, the five best defender, like, the best defender picks in the game. Like, you could easily see a world where those are, like, the top five defenders in the actual FPL game at the end of the season. So, like, the fact that he can, um, which they may not be. In fact, probably they won't be. One of them is bound to, like, drop off, you know? Or get injured. So now, instead of, like, having to, like, transfer one out to bring one in, he just has them all, and then he can just ship one of them off that doesn't do well. He doesn't have to worry about bringing anything in. Um, he's already got them, like you said. He's he's already got the um, he's already got the assets, and he can liquidate them if they don't turn out well. So that's a pretty interesting thing. That's what I would probably um, think about doing is just holding on to those defenders, and then after a few weeks, seeing which ones you think are going to be the best long term, and then just send the other one off. Um, probably you'd probably want to downgrade one of them. Unless you want to switch to, unless they all, unless they all do well, I'm back. Know, I'm back. I mean, I can uh, see it. I mean, if they all end up doing extremely well and getting like between 150 and 200 points in the season, like that's a cheap way to get those points. Incredibly, like comparing. I always like to compare them to like that price point in the midfield. Yeah, you know, like they may end up outscoring those types of players. So it might end up working. Um, I don't know. Yeah. 
The uh, the only other thing I want to draw attention to about Tim Seam is um, he. I think he's the only person in our league who has Leon Bailey, and I'm just very excited to see how that works out. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see Leon Bailey. Just uh, even from a playing perspective, because I've heard a lot about him at Leverkusen, and then also Everton were like rumored to like want him for like the last couple years, and we never got him. So <laughs> Everton were rumored to want him. <laughs> I think we, I mean, that's all that we can go off. I mean, it's all we can really go off of because yeah. Marcel likes to like keep his cards close to his chest until we like actually do something. So that's really all you can think of um, is like, well, they probably want him. Um, yeah. Which I think, I think that was pretty reliable, but uh, cool. no, he's not the only one. Um, oh, wait, who else? Because, uh, Jay, Jerry. Oh, oh. Jerry Grothas. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> Jerry Groff. <laughs> it's like an old wise man. Jerry Groff. <laughs> Soccer too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting things going on here. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, the one thing that you label Jerry Groff as is all out spurs. So probably sticking to his rule of always getting three spurs players. Um but speaking of that, the one that I wanted to talk about was Deli Alley because Jay went with Deli Alley. I think Deli has the potential to be an incredibly, excuse me, incredibly undervalued asset for the game this season. Yep. He's like, what, 6'5 or something? Like, I've... incredibly cheap for what Deli usually is. Yeah. Um, and if he plays in a pretty attacking role for Nuno. Um, and Kane leaves, and they kind of rely more on Sun and Delhi. Like he may, he may be, he may be up there close to two hundred points a season. Yeah, and like that's insane. Like that would be insane. Um, that's like going back to Riyad Mahrez. It's like that's a Riyad Mahrez type player. If he's able to like replicate that um, or get anywhere close to it, it's going to be huge value. So like that could end up being like one of Jerry, Jay's picks of the season. So, mm-hmm. um, something to keep an eye on. I, I really like that pick. I think that's, um, uh, I mean, I would say it's probably aggressive cause you don't really know what he's going to do, but, um, uh, if you've got to pick three Spurs players, honestly, those are probably the ones I would have picked. Um, although I don't know that I would have picked Kane out the gate just because of what's going on with him. So, um, yeah, yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how, um, that three Spurs rule, ends up playing out this season if no Kane. So it might be a little bit tougher to pick, but because um, Kane and Son are like two easy picks. But may have to may have to get a little bit more creative this year, Jay. That may uh, yeah. it, that may make it more exciting though, especially with someone like Delhi. So I gotta say I I think for the three Spurs rule, if I were Jay, and this this is not something that um, is backed up by a lot of evidence yet, but I was really encouraged by the possibility of Spurs defenders um, yes. and the way that they defended against Man City. You you got to believe that if they can keep Man City goalless, even a kind of not great Man City that's missing some players, um, that they probably won't be letting in a lot of goals against you know your your Norwiches and your um, your Watfords and your other teams. So I'm I'm encouraged yeah. by that. And honestly, um, it seems like just based on like other podcasts I listen to of people like analyzing like Nuno and when he was at Wolves, it seems like the game plan was try to keep the scoreline zero zero at halftime, and then you come out and then you like try to get a guy try to get a counterattacking goal or two and like cap off the game and like yeah. just it's a very it's a very Jose Mourinho way to play, but it's. I think it has the yeah. added benefit of like being more pragmatic, whereas Jose yeah. would do things kind of like on a whim. And I think um, Nuno is uh, is more attuned to like what the team is doing, what the team is good at, and kind of like right, with. yeah, what the team actually can do and who yeah. the players, where they belong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. It kind of played out like a typical Wolves game, like. If you if you would have said Wolves beat Man City one nil, that would have made sense. Like yeah. I'm sure they did that last year or the year before. 
So like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty typical thing for, for a Nuno team. So yeah, if they end up getting a good amount of clean sheets, they may have, they may have a good uh, defender or two to pick from. So uh, on Spurs. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to, uh, we're on Rob's team. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. With probably um, the name of the season. I'll be I think, I think so. Just out the gate. It's, I mean, it's early days, but out the gate, uh, I think Smeagol Golem is probably my, my pick for, for team name of the season. Um, although when we'll talk about our zombie league, uh, next week, there are some killer zombie league names. Yeah, there are some good ones. Uh, so, uh, what do I want to point to about Rob's team? Maybe I'll, I'll say something that Rob and I were talking briefly about on Discord today. Um, and the thing that I'll draw out about his team is that he doesn't have any of who you would consider the kind of marquee players. So he doesn't have a Bruno. He doesn't have um, a Salah. He has Sun, which maybe this season, as you were mentioning, could be in that conversation as kind of a one of one of the three players you must have but yes but going um, into the season not necessarily so yeah um, there was question marks especially because kane you know. yeah and so a couple things i would say about that i think one is that and you can feel feel free because you probably know more about um this than i do um the first thing i would say is that even though it's kind of frustrating it's that like at certain points in the season in order to do well, you kind of have to have one of either Salah or Fernandez that can be like frustrating in its kind of limiting capacity. Um, I think it's important to remember that it's like, it's not that the system it's broken. It's just that there's like a couple players out there who just the way they play the game happens to just perfectly sync up with what the system values. Right. Um, And uh, that, you can succeed without them, but you are kind of struggling uphill. It's like kind of tying a hand behind your back. Um, yeah. Now, do with that information what you will. Obviously, some people will want to to go for one of those players and some people won't. But it is important to remember that just like, and especially for people who are newer to the game, they're just so overwhelmingly good and their their stats are so overwhelmingly skewed towards the things that the economy of the game places value on. Um, Even something as simple as like hardly ever getting yellow cards. Right. And like never taking those like tiny little minus one dings on, on a game to game basis. Yeah. Um, They're kind of, as you mentioned at one point built in a lab to succeed in this game. And uh, so that's, that's just something to keep in mind. And I, I like that Rob's team doesn't have them. I think if if it's going to be a frustrating thing, kind of fighting that uphill battle, I would encourage just players in general, maybe just like bite the bullet and get one or other of them if you can. Um, not that's not a prescription, but that's that's just advice from someone who has tried to fight that uphill battle against having those players, and it can be it can be a frustrating road to hoe. I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Evan. Yeah, um, well, I guess another thing to think about is. Um, they will be probably every single game week, they will be the most captained players. Yeah. So it's not that you're fighting against their points, you're fighting against their double points every single week. Yeah. So, um, so your captain really has to come through and they and both of them are so consistent that it's hard to match, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's another reason why it's so difficult, but I would like to say, um, yes, you can do well without them. It's going to be difficult, but um, it depends on what you want out of this. Yeah. Um, if you want to try to win the league, if you want to try to win our league, you're probably going to have to have one of them. Would be my guess. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. Because I, I, I mean, I don't want to necessarily say you can't win the league without them, because I'm sure that there's some conglomeration <laughs> of of players and like perfect captains that will you know allow you to win. But especially since most other people have them, you know, you're just losing ground every time they score. So, um, but if you're wanting to have fun, if you're just wanting to like play the game as a game, uh, do it. Like absolutely yeah. do it. Pick your, 
pick your fun players that you want to root for and do it. Um, and when they do well, you celebrate. And when they don't, you go have a drink. Yeah. And that's life. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think. I, that's what I think I like about Rob C. Maz is, is like, he's clearly got players that at least it seems to me he wants to root for. Right. So like the Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling picks, um, like those, those knowing Rob, those are picks of players that he wants to see succeed. And that's, as you were saying, a great way to play the game. It's just, yeah. Yeah. What you want out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, we'll be here. We'll try to give you tips on whatever your philosophy is. But, um, you know, it's also fun to like get points. <laughs> I will leave it at that. Yeah. So you don't want to pick like rogue 5 million players across the field, you know? like yeah at unless, some you, point, unless you're at like, some point it won't be fun because you know you're not scoring at all so yeah i was gonna say the only person in our league i could see doing that is like spicer on some like weird deep data shit like <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally totally he would come up with something like that if i if i play my the game with only five cost players yeah yeah this is like the perfect value it's like i think we even talked about this it's like yeah i've picked every single player that's undervalued so that way i'm like using the most of my money but then you still have like 10 million on the bench and you could have had salah and you would have won anyway so yeah sure they're undervalued but are they going to give you like more so much more value that you win yeah i don't know and it's always and this is something that you mentioned last week i think or maybe two weeks ago that really stuck with me was the playing the undervalue game is like it's a kind of like turtles all the way down situation right because like yeah you uh you can pick it like you could have salah or you could pick the next undervalued player um, but then there's always a player who's undervalued at slightly less <laughs> than them. And you could just right. kind of keep working your way down to a player who's like barely starting and not getting you any points. It's like kind of a, so at some point you just have to pick like the player that you're going with, I guess. And whether that's at the top or in the middle somewhere, it's up to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many moving parts to this game. That's why it's fun. And it's like, um, just another thing to piggyback off of like the Salah Fernandez thing, like, are players essential, that sort of thing. Um, you do have, you can have fun pick and still have them. Yeah. Um, like, you pick those two players, you can literally, if you wanted to, you could just pick those two players and then pick whoever you want. And, like, you're still going to have a decent squad. Like, you still have a lot of flexibility. So don't feel like uh, you're selling out too much that you can't have fun. You can still have fun and have those picks. So don't think that it's like one or the other. You sell out and just hate playing with them. Um, or you have fun. It's not one or the other. You can do both. Yeah. Uh, if you don't think that it's true, um, I'm here to tell you that it is true. But speaking of like fun and on a whim, <laughs> we've got Reed Zimmerman's team, RZ, who we found out today this was an autocomplete team. <laughs> oh, so unlucky. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, and that's the thing. Last year, this would have been a pretty good team for game week one. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine Jesse Lingard game week one? Well, game week one, I don't think Jesse Lingard was at West Ham. Oh, that's a good point. But but yes, at some points in the season, like some points last season, this was like a, a very good team, I think. Um maybe aside from Firmino, but um, yeah, pretty interesting squad. So he just went with it um, and uh, chose to, to go with autocomplete. Now, obviously it didn't work out. I can't believe autocomplete picked those players for him. Just like, I mean, I, not, I'm, not, I'm not doubting, I'm not doubting him, but I can't like that it would autocomplete. It's not conscious. Who, yeah, but like, I would have thought that there was a there was like lines in the code to say don't pick players who aren't going to start game week one. Who, How like, would they know that? There are players who are, yes, okay. are flagged there are players in the game that you know are not playing. Okay, okay, I guess that's different. Like with flags, yeah. You would kind of think why would it pick players with flags? Yeah, you would think that it would just auto. Yeah, I guess like that Edis Edison Cavani and um, 
and Hamas are both flagged as not playing until a certain date. Yeah, that's true. So that's anyway, true. I, I'm just a little Did angry. Kind of get the short of the stick there. Also, what is it? What vice captain is goalie. <laughs> I know. What is Reed Zimmerman's relationship to us? Uh, just he just found us on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing now. Um, I wish. No. Um, uh, I believe. I really hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot here and getting this wrong. If I get this wrong, I'm very much sorry, Reed. But I believe Reed is Wyatt's cousin. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I remember yeah. Wyatt saying that his cousin was hoping to punt. That's great. Yes. Yes. Um, I can't remember if my if I've met Reed or not. I'm sure I'm sure I met Reed at Wyatt's wedding. I think he's a regular on the on the gaming Discord okay. Uh, okay. thing. See, I'm so. not really in there. So um okay, cool. cool. That's good. Um, yeah, no, we're definitely, definitely glad to have Reed in here. Um, yeah. It's all any anybody <laughs> anybody that comes uh, recommended by Wyatt Keener, yeah, you know they're yeah. going to be top quality for sure. So uh, regardless of how their Premier League team does this uh, game <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah. And I, but I hey, think... <laughs> it made it it made it fun because I oh, saw yeah. this. I was yeah. like, they're why did they pick flagged players? <laughs> now it makes sense. It was an autocomplete team. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you just wild card. Yeah. You just wild card. Um, there's no reason not to. Which honestly sounds like a ton of fun. I would, it yeah. sounds like so much fun to pick players after game week one. Like that, yeah. it, that is getting yeah. me excited thinking about it. Oh, totally. Cause now you've like had a little bit of data. You know what teams are going to kind of do what. Um, you kind of know who the starters are going to be, or at least like maybe you have a better idea. Um, so yeah, wild carding early is always um, is always kind of be can be a toss up, but I think wild carding after game week one can be a, incredibly fun. Um, knowing that you don't have a wild card for a while, you immediately build for the long term, whereas most of us kind of built for the short term, and so it we may get in sticky situations. Whereas if you built like a longer term team, you may do you may do well. Um, over the next 15 game weeks before the next wild card. So all that to say is you can easily make up this um, you can easily make up this deficit, but I definitely think you should probably think about wild carding. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Goose eggs all around. It's like turkey. I mean, uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, do you have do you have goose eggs on Thanksgiving? No, I no. Nice. I don't know why. Goose eggs are taste. They're really tasty, though. I like them. I don't know if I've ever had them. I oh wait, maybe I had duck eggs. I'm thinking of duck eggs. Never mind. Mm. Anyway, um, cool. Is well, there is there anything else that we want to say about the league? We we've made it through all of our teams. We've made it through all the teams. No, I think we've done a good job. Uh, so yeah, I like that format. On the back to us. Honestly, I liked the format a lot. It felt very, it didn't feel like wearing to, to go through the teams that way. Yeah, no. Whereas sometimes last season we only had six teams and it feels felt like we were, it felt like, like an absolute marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we got to talk about everything. So um, I think just in general, um, the format will be different for our podcast um, in the future. Um, just kind of like our standard podcast of like recapping the game weeks looking forward to the next game weeks will be a little bit different. I think we'll probably be more of a general like themes of the, of the game week and the premier league and fantasy. So we'll kind of touch on like the highlights. Um, but we also want uh, to get questions from you all. So um, be paying attention to the discord, not just on game days, but also like um, when we're asking for questions. So, um, that way we can just directly read off the questions and answer them. And that will help guide our conversations on what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to talk about, the content that you crave. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love the idea of doing question and answers. That's That sounds like a yeah. lot of fun to me. So, um, but uh, just as a sneak peek, um, we already talked about this. We will be trying to have everybody on as a guest at some point. And during that time, 
um, that would be uh, dedicated only to your team. We would go into a deep dive. So we'll get to hear more about your strategy, your strategies, your tactics, what's gone wrong, what's gone poorly this season. So definitely looking forward to that. Be on the lookout for that when we um, um, ask you um, if you want to, if you want to um, hop on. So I don't know if you noticed this, but when you said that, you said your strategies, your tactics, what got, what's gone wrong, what's gone poorly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's all. We're not talking about good things. Why would we talk about good? <laughs> FPL can FPL is just like uh, one thing going wrong after the other. Yeah, it's like it just for some reason it can feel like that. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about good things and bad things. Totally. And then a quick preview of next week. We're going to uh, focus on the zombie league. So. Um, we hope if you're in the zombie league that you listen for info about the other teams in that. And also if you're not in the zombie league, uh, that you'll learn a little bit, a little something about that other league. Um, and it's kind of fun because those aren't like, we're not making any changes to those. So those are things that it can be kind of fun to watch maybe, or think about even if um, you're not in the league. So hopefully that'll be enjoyable. Other yeah. than that, are we going to say goodbye? Uh, yeah. I just want to ask you one thing. Um, yeah. Do you have your ear pierced? No. Does it look like it? Um, uh, not necessarily this time, but I noticed it last time. And at first I thought you had like a one piercing and it was one of those long earrings. Oh, and you would look so good, dude. I thought that's what you did. And I was like, wow, that looks incredible. I don't know what it is about your face. I don't know if it's like your face shape or like the dark hair or something about it. Dude, you would look great with um, one of those, like you know, you know the earrings I'm talking about. Yeah, right? like a like a a small dangling cross. Is that? Kind yeah. Of like, yes. Yes. Man, I'm gonna have oh. to think long and hard about that. That could. Wow. That's like the oh. that's that's the kind of comment that could change a man's whole worldview. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, just thinking about that, man. I I just got excited. Cool. Wow. Maybe next uh, week. That's we'll our dress. One. That's our dress to the false nines for this episode. Yeah, totally. We'll feature dress to the false nines periodically, but that's really only when when the mood strikes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for us. Say goodbye, Evan. Yeah. Goodbye, Evan. <laughs> goodbye, Evan. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.